what leads a person to his or her line of work? For detectives, there are many different answers to that question. I really just enjoyed digging into things a little deeper. Captain Corey Mann heads up the field services at the Davidson County Sheriff's Department in North Carolina. But when he worked as a detective, he liked getting to the bottom of things. Whenever you work patrol, you have so many calls backed up on you that you don't have that opportunity to get in and really dig into that call or dig into that investigation. So actually being in detectives and CID, uh, just a great opportunity to actually work a little bit more, work a little bit harder, work a little bit deeper into things. A little more in-depth on Very your much. cases. He quickly learned the payoff on that work isn't guaranteed. Not all cases are solved in a day or even a year, and those cases, says Captain Mann, are the ones that stick with you, especially when there's an innocent victim on the other end. I think haunting could be a word, especially for the ones that you can't solve uh, or that you haven't solved. This particular case starts more than seven and a half years ago. The date was January 25th, 2013. Captain Mann will never forget that day for both the way it started for his family and the way it would end for another family. I'm Fox 8's Katie Nordine, and this is Who Killed Grandma Nancy? What do you remember about that day? So that day is actually, it's, it was actually a special day for my wife and I. Um, I woke up that morning got ready for work. I was coming on shift at eight o'clock that morning in detectives. I got up, got ready, went to the kitchen to get, grab a cup of coffee and I see a little pair of boots on the kitchen counter and a positive pregnancy test. It was one of the best days of his life. Captain Mann just found out he was going to be a dad. I think it's very representative of life as a law enforcement officer is that you can have something like that that's great and you're so happy and excited about and then an hour or so later you get a call of somebody that's been brutally murdered. Just before 9 a.m., Captain Mann was on his way to work in his patrol car. It was snowing that morning, a detail everyone we talked to for this story mentioned, probably because it just doesn't happen all that often in this part of North Carolina. It was on that drive when his day took such a dramatic turn. How did you first learn about the, the crime at the Atlanta Car Company? So it was, it was a radio call, um, came out. One of the employees had walked in and found uh, Miss Harvey in the business, non-responsive. Um, a lot of chaos looked like it had occurred in that office. The business was one he'd driven past hundreds, maybe even thousands of times before. Atlanta Car Company on old US Highway 52, just outside of Lexington. He would soon learn Miss Harvey, Nancy, a beloved mom and grandmother to 11, was the owner. And here we go. It's time to go to work. You gotta, you gotta put that different hat on and, and get busy. In a matter of hours, a once thriving used car business was transformed into a crime scene. Yellow police tape surrounded the building and it was buzzing with sheriff's deputies and agents from the State Bureau of Investigations. What do you remember about the, the crime scene itself? Just very chaotic, um, brutal. I, I think brutal just sums it up, if you want one word. Um, a lot of, 
just a lot of dismay. A very, very heinous crime. Gary, G-A-R-R-Y, Frank, F-R-A-N-K. And what's your title? I'm the elected district attorney for what's currently District 33. That's Davidson and Davie counties. And how long have you had this role? 22 years. Longtime Davidson County District Attorney Gary Frank was even asked to visit the scene that morning. You could say it was all hands on deck. Well, I remember it was snowing the morning the sheriff called me and told me that about the incident. And um, myself and one of my lead prosecutors and my investigator went to the scene and uh, very carefully under the protocol of a crime scene looked at what had, what had transpired or what was still left of what had transpired. And so is that pretty um, typical for you to go out the day of? Some, some law enforcement agencies like to have us come out mm -hmm. and uh, others don't on particular types of crimes where there's, you know, questions. A lot of times they'll have either me or one of my assistants will, will go out and that's just to uh, get a feel for things and to help assist them with any legal questions. Under the law, we're the legal advisors to law enforcement on criminal matters. It's also beneficial, Frank says, assuming there's an arrest, since his office would be the one prosecuting the person or people responsible. There's nothing like having witnessed uh, yourself, and um, particularly in instances where the victim is somewhere that uh, they had every right to be, and it was a, you know, a private place for them. Um, and it sort of sears everything into your mind. At the time, then Davidson County Sheriff David Grice released few details to the public about what happened inside Atlanta Car Company. They know what we did, we know what they did, and we know the brutality which was involved. The silence only seemed to make people speculate more. If you're not familiar with Lexington, it is a small town with a population of about 19,000. You might consider it a bedroom community to some of the larger nearby cities like Winston-Salem and High Point. It's about an hour north of Charlotte. People around here take pride in knowing one another. The area of town where this murder happened is largely commercial, but it is peppered with older neighborhoods. Here's one woman a couple days after Nancy was killed who lived near the business. This is a small town, so everybody knows everybody, and everybody has this, well, this happened or that happened. I mean, I just want to know that whatever happened, they know what happened and they can catch whoever did it. It wasn't until the autopsy report came out months later that we learned just how horrific this crime really was. I hadn't seen the autopsy for myself, so I requested a new copy from the state. I have to admit, when I first read over it, oh my gosh, I was speechless. That poor woman. The document, dated May 1st, 2013, said Nancy, who was 52 at the time, had been beaten, her ankles and wrists bound with zip ties, and her body and much of the business doused with bleach. The medical examiner's office ruled her cause of death asphyxiation. Even for an experienced investigator like Captain Mann, it was a scene that left an unforgettable image in his mind. You can, uh, you can still see the images, you know, you close your eyes, you can see the images. Or sitting here talking to you, I can see the images. Um, just, they were, they were brutal. They were very brutal. <clears throat> just very, I mean, it's heartbreaking to see that happened to anybody and you know it being a businesswoman prominent businesswoman here in Lexington 
It's just uh, really tough. Nancy's close friends told our reporter at the time Nancy was kind and giving. None of this made sense to them. Well, we just can't believe it. Still don't believe it. I mean, and I've gone through our interviews from back when this happened, and we spoke to a whole bunch of people who knew Nancy personally, and they described her as just, you know, a, a driven businesswoman, kind. She would do anything for anyone. She exactly. loved her grandkid. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the vast majority of the information that's come to me. And no one knows that better than Nancy's own family. They took one life, but it affected many, many others. And I think that's the part that I believe I would want somebody to know. In our next episode, we get to know Nancy Harvey a little better. Not the way she died, but the way she lived. She was just amazing and a force, and we need to know who did it. Do you think that there's, there are people out there who know something who'd be able to help? I do. I mean, they've not brought anybody to justice for it, so that means that there is somebody out there that knows. I mean, because they did it, um, whether that's a single individual or multiple individuals. And why, after all these years, investigators are just as determined as ever to find the person or people responsible for the brutal murder of Nancy Harvey. The ones that committed the murder to, I, I hope they feel so guilty every single day for taking away a mom, a grandma, a sister. And I hope it eats at them every single day until they can't stand it anymore. We're hoping you can help investigators. If you have any information, even the smallest detail can help, call this number, 336-242-2105. Your clue could help solve this crime. Anything that you might have that is reasonably related, let somebody know about it. Even the, the smallest piece can make a difference. And if you like the podcast, please give it a five-star rating, comment on it, and share it with a friend. The more people who hear it, the more likely this murder can get solved. Who Killed Grandma Nancy is a Fox 8 WGHP production written and produced by me, Katie Nordine. Our editor and co-producer is Chris Weaver, and Kevin Daniels is our executive producer. 